We're in our series from now on and we're talking about the, the reality that when you say from now on, what we're doing is we're putting a line in the sand and we're saying that what happened before is not what's going to continue to happen. There's, it's a line of demarcation. It's saying, I've experienced it this way, but I'm, my future is going to be different than my past was. And we have some action steps that, that align with from now on. It, it takes action steps to make that line mean something. If you say from now on and you don't change anything, if there's no action involved, then the from now on moment isn't a moment at all. It's just something that was said and you moved on with your normal life. But action step number one was let God move your story forward. Action step number two was move from common to uncommon by following God's directions. Action step number three was mature your relationship by rejecting excuses to move forward. And any time that you're moving forward, it's going to mean the maturing of something, the maturing of your relationship with God and the maturing of your relationship with others. That is critical in a Christian life. God's story, God's direction, God's relationship for your life and in your life and with your life is always developed within you, but it is never developed within you alone. It's never alone. His call will be to you alone. He, he will call you as an individual, but he doesn't leave you as an individual. He connects you with others. He connects you with the body of Christ. We always travel forward with others. Here's what the Bible says. Acts chapter 1, verse number 4. Once, when he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised, as I told you before. Notice the word them. He is speaking to them, and, but he says you. He, he, he's talking to a plurality of people, but he's saying you. He's saying you as individuals make the choice to do what I'm commanding everyone to do. The call was to all of them. The choice was made by each of them. Does that make sense? That's how God works. And here's our big idea today. From now on moments are successfully established in community. They're successfully established in community. We make the, the choice as believers to connect. We, we, we made the choice to connect ourselves with Christ as he calls to us in salvation. But then he connects us with a community of believers this week as a church, all of us together and, all, and each of us as individuals. We have sat with grieving people. We have prayed with people for healing in their lives. We had celebrated people's lives at funerals, and we've celebrated people's lives at weddings. We've given financial support to those hurting, emotional support to those hurting, spiritual support to those hurting. We've counseled people who were confused. We've encouraged one another and had fun together in life groups. From now on, moments begin individually, but we're always connected and they're established in community. 
You see it all the way from the beginning of time, Adam and Eve. Eve, Adam and Eve were created and God said, well, Adam himself was created. Then God said, it's not good that man be alone. And he created woman. This, this wasn't specifically and only for sexual reasons or reproductive reasons. It was, it was for community. It began in community. Jesus could have walked alone. If there's anybody who could have said, I got this all by myself, it was Jesus himself. But he walked with 12 disciples. When he pulled away from the 12 disciples, it was always to go commune with the Father. He was still not alone. The disciples sent them and taught them together. When he, when he said, hey, I want to get in our small group, he just took Peter, James, and John. There was always community involved. They received revelation together. They ministered together. And they would receive the promise of the Father together. God's path for you in life is to always connect you with other people. But here's the issue that we face as humanity. Human nature desires to individualize everything. We want to individualize everything. At its base, it's pride at work. We find great value in being the self-made person, the self-made man. I pulled myself up by my bootstraps. Have you ever tried to lift yourself up by bootstraps before? It's an impossible thing. You can't do it. It's a great phrase, but it's impossible in reality. But as humanity, we, we like to separate ourselves from the pack or, or from the group. We, we, we want to, we, yeah, we want to be part of the team and we want to be part of the group, but we want to be the superstar in the middle of it all. So we, we work to separate ourselves from the whole. Even the idea today of truth has become more and more individualized. Anybody ever heard the, the phrase or the terms, my truth? I'm going to live out my truth. I'm going to live out my reality. And, and, and in some ways, I get what people are saying. But there is one truth. Truth is truth. There can't be multiple truths if truth is going to be true. Okay, I'm moving on. But in our world, in order to live my truth, my individualized truth, we will even change long-held definitions in order to fit the narrative that we're trying to create. And what we can't individualize, we group into smaller and smaller categories until, until it is actually individualized. The truth is no one is actually self-made. Nobody. Nobody. Uh, we're all a product of community. God created man, and this is what he said, Genesis 1:26. Then God said, let us make man in our image to be like us. Theologians interpret this passage of Scripture many different ways, but all agree on the communal or the plural tense, the community aspect of the creation of humanity. Your natural birth, that wasn't created. You didn't accomplish it by yourself. It took two to make a thing go right. <laughs> it did. 
your spiritual birth and salvation. Romans chapter 10, let's get back to the Bible now. Romans chapter 10, verse 13 says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? So salvation itself, calling on the name of the Lord, it comes after someone else has interacted and there is a communal community element to salvation itself coming into someone's world. From now on moments are all about moving forward and community is required for existence and community is required for ongoing success. So what do you do? What do you do with that? You build intentional community to establish your from now on moment. Build intentional community. See, there's no choice to my parentage. I did, God didn't call me over one day and, in heaven and say, hey, listen, uh, you're about to be born. I've got a purpose for you, and so I'm going to put you out on the earth. And so I want to I give you this book. It's a flip chart of all the possible parents that you could have in life. And I want you to choose. And I flipped through and I went, you know, Bob and Karen look like real nice folk. And so I'm going to, I choose. I didn't get that choice and neither did you. No, God chose who we would be born to. But guess what? I get to choose, I get to choose my community. I intentionally choose my community. I decide what who I'm going to be connected to and who I'm not going to be connected to. You decide the very same things. The world, the world intentionally builds community based on things like race, on things like gender, on things like status. But here's what the Bible says. Galatians chapter 3. For you, these are believers here, are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ, like putting on new clothes. There is no longer Jew nor Gentile. That's a racial thing. Neither slave nor free. That's a status thing. Male and female. That's a gender thing. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. So God removed all the social, socially created, worldly created boundaries that human nature creates, but he did divide people. What was the division that God made? He said believers and non-believers are the two categories of people. And that's the two categories that are important to God. He said, pay attention to those things, not race, not gender, not social status. Are they believers or are they not believers? That's how you make your call on who you hang out with. Jesus defines the most critical element determining who you walk with. Are they followers of Jesus? Now, 1 Corinthians 11.1 1 says, imitate me just as I imitate Christ. 
This is Paul writing, and Paul's saying, hey, I'm a natural person, a human man, and, and, and I'm calling you to follow me, but follow me as I follow Christ. So he's teaching us, the scripture's teaching us, that we do have humans that we are following. There are natural flesh and blood people that we will follow in this world, but who do we choose to follow? We choose to follow those who are also following Christ. If they're not following Christ, we don't follow them. So we're not separated from the world in, in monasteries or convents or cloisters. We're not separated from the world and we, and, and we live among the world. We, we work among the world. We, 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 we are not separate from the world entirely because we're called to reach the people that are yet to become believers. But we reach them and we walk with believers. Living among believers and walking with unbelievers gives a greater weight to what the unbelievers believe. Because I guarantee they believe something. Hebrews chapter 10 says, And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. So what he's telling us is this. We can, we can play ball with, we can have cookouts with, we can hang out with, we can go to a ball game with, we can, we can fellowship and be around those who are not believers. That is a fact, and in fact, it is necessary if we're going to reach those who are not yet believers. But as believers today, the people that we walk with, they should be believers. The difference between who I hang out with at times and who I walk with is this. Who I walk with determines the direction I walk in. The people that I walk with have an influence on the direction that I walk in. So I'll, in, I'll hang out with Bill. I'll enjoy Bill's company every once in a while. But when Bill's, the non-believing Bill says, hey, listen, I think we need to go over here. I say, no, that's not the direction I'm walking in. And I focus my attention on, on someone who, I'm, who is a believer and that's who gets to determine or that's who gets to influence the direction that I walk in in my life I pray that makes sense everyone's presence has value but I can only live in one direction at a time and who I walk with determines the direction I walk in the activities of life connect us with others and they build influence and walking together means giving them influence in the direction of our life and God calls us, Scripture teaches us, to withhold that privilege to people who are also believers. Choose intentionally to walk with people going in the same direction. Because here's the reality, whatever direction they're walking in, if you walk with them long enough, you're going to end up going in the direction they do. It's just the reality. And it's always easier to pull somebody downhill than it is to pull them uphill. Every single time. And so that's why we're passionate about life groups here at Five Lakes Church. It's why we do things like life group launch. Because community is a core value of Five Lakes Church. And community is how you move forward in these from now on moments. You, you establish those things in community. 
They're intentional relationships, helping us move forward spiritually while living in a natural world. So here's our action step today. Our action step is intentionally move forward with people following the same leader. Now you might say, well, that's a little bit grandiose of yourself there, Micah. I understand that I am saying, like Paul, follow me. Follow the leadership of this church. But let's be clear, we're only saying follow anyone as they follow Christ. So today, take this step. In a moment, I'm going to dismiss you from this sanctuary and I'm going to ask you to go to the gym. Don't go get your kids. They're still having their own service. I'm going to ask you to go to the gym and go through all of the life groups. If you're online with us, go online on the website and you can find the life groups listed there. Find a life group that you say, I can intentionally connect in relationship with this group. There's, there's everything. There's b- biblical studies groups to, to hiking groups. And there's, there's, there's people that are doing all kinds. There's reading and book club groups. And there's, there's exercise groups. There's, there's groups of all different kinds. There's a pickleball group. Might be the biggest group in the entire church. There's a group of people that you can intentionally build relationship with with people going in the same direction, following the same leader, and that leader is Christ. Be intentional about moving forward with people. Everyone in the life group will not be from the same culture, from the same background, from the same faith upbringing. But as you walk together, you naturally have to come closer and closer together if you're following the same leader. If you're following the same leader, you will become closer and closer with your brothers and sisters in Christ. And so at this particular moment, this particular moment, I'm going to learn to speak English between services today. But I'm going to ask you to just do exactly that. Our prayer partners are going to come forward. And if you're in a place where you need prayer for anything at all today, then our prayer partners are going to be here at the front of the sanctuary to pray for you. But if you don't need prayer, I'm going to ask you to just make your way from this sanctuary to that gym. And let's intentionally build community with people who are following the same leader. Father, I thank you for who you are, for what you're doing. I thank you for the community that you're building at Five Lakes Church. Helping us move forward in our walk with you, in our relationship with you, and with one another. We give you thanks and praise for it in Jesus' name. And let everybody say... Amen.